1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: The Bob Seska Show.
1: Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More, Please. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 1. Where the hell does the time go? Kimberly said this morning, "Yeah, and tomorrow's Christmas." Oh my God, the tempest really fugits, doesn't it? And uh, this is the Bob Seska show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day nine twenty-three of the Biden-Harris administration. 461 days until the twenty-four presidential election. Instagram: The Bob Seska. Twitter, or whatever you'd like to call it, Bob Seska underscore go. Though I'm not tweeting at all today. In solidarity with Mark Hamill. You can go find out on his Twitter feed, right? Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And, oh my God, sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yes. You said
0: Buzz Burbank. He took it down. You said it all.
1: Hi. <laughs>
2: Hi. Uh, the neighbors didn't like our flashing electric sign on top of the building, so we, we took it down. Hi, everybody. Uh, He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but we were initially trained to be blacksmiths. (laughs) Uh, Republicans bent on impeaching Joe Biden Mm -hmm. have finally, finally found something to impeach him for. Yeah. They're now accusing him of hiding the truth about UFOs on Hunter Biden's laptop. (laughs) So that's what's on the laptop. All okay. Ties together. Yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein walk into a bar, and call the hearing to order. <laughs> uh, I, I just want everybody to know I'm I'm supporting the writer's strike by writing only bad jokes.
1: Doing my part. I don't know. These aren't bad today.
2: Doing my part. Uh, Kevin Spacey was acquitted on sex abuse charges this week in London. Uh, still. It's going to be a while before you see him acting again. Because, you know, the strike and all. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that's what it is. Is it over yet? Uh, after more than a month of temperatures above 110 degrees. Wow, ouch. A phoenix has now cooled off to 108. <laughs> Time to break out the sweaters. <laughs> and finally, uh, scientists are using AI to implant artificial brains... Oh, into no. robots. Oh. Now, if this works, they hope to try it on Kevin McCarthy. He'll
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: become a real boy. Alright, here's Rocky Mountain Mike to kick off a brand new week. Would
3: you like to hide that trunk in a padded room? Could we just decide to like him away real soon? He could gloat and tweak.
2: Indictment watch
1: continues, doesn't it?
2: Rock, that's uh, that's Rock Icelandic
1: Mike. uh, (laughs) Make sure to send him lots of tweets asking him if he saw the volcano. He loves that.
2: I yeah. (laughs) I uh. I see, and I've been wanting to ask him because I've been to Iceland, and I I I did encourage him to ride an Icelandic horse because if you've not ridden an Icelandic horse, you haven't lived. There's no other there's no other horse like it on the planet. It's like. It's like gliding on a magic carpet. Wow! There's not a bump because the the, the soil there it's all lava, right? You yeah. Know, from yeah. the volcano that Mike likes to talk about, <laughs> and and uh, it, so it's very uneven and jagged. Well, these horses have no problem with that. They have a different gait than every other horse on the planet. Yeah. They, they have an entire they have a gait that's all their own, and so you just glide over the roughest
1: terrain. See, now these are the things you don't know just looking in from right. the outside, never having exactly. visited Iceland. I thought exactly. Iceland was all about desolation, boredom, and a Suicide. Oh no! <laughs> the three and, big things and, about
2: Iceland. And try the Kier.
1: What is Kier now? It's it's runny yogurt. Oh, good. <laughs> That's exactly the way I like my yogurt. It's super yeah, runny. Well, it's,
2: it's a yogurt beverage. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so one. you drink the yogurt? Is something it's, wrong with that? Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And best massage I ever got in my life was in Iceland. You know, a real one, not the.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Not the happy ending. See,
1: now, if you watch the Bourdain episode, I think it was one of the first No Reservations episodes. It takes place in Iceland, and he had the most miserable experience in the world. In fact, the the duration of the rest of that series, he always went back to how awful Iceland was. And I think one of the things he did there was to get a massage, and then they did that I don't know what it was, either bleeding or cupping or something on him. That
2: was him pushing too far again. But yeah, that <laughs> okay. was. No, I had a wonderful wonderful time there.
1: Ah, sounds good. Well, uh, as uh, you can tell by the song we chose from Rocky Mountain Mike, Yes. we're still waiting. It could happen today. Could happen Thursday. It could never happen, although I do believe it will happen. But it, suffice to say, it's probably going to happen after we're done with today's show because nah. we're starting super early. We're recording this earlier than we normally do because we're plotting nah. for universal punishment, right?
2: <laughs> nah. Well, I think we're I think we're going to trick the cosmos here. I think we're going to get away with something. <laughs> I hope but, so. Uh, we're now entering our eighth year of talking about Trump, <laughs> but it, but it looks like it looks like things are finally happening now, as as Bob's alluding to. Yeah, uh, we know that Fonny Willis, uh, her grand jury is going to start. Drop indictments as soon as Monday, as soon as Monday, wow. and certainly over the next three weeks. Yeah, and there's still a, a wide school of thought that thinks that uh, Jack Smith will beat her to the punch; that he's likely to, uh, his indictments are likely to uh, arrive before hers.
1: It's it's like a race to indicting Donald Trump, and I'm really savoring every second of that.
2: It's finally come. The thing that we waited so long for. The thing that we thought many times might never come yeah it's here yeah the train is pulling into the station now things are starting to happen uh this is an exciting time Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot is going to be happening over the next few weeks and uh, you know i don't know that it moves the needle politically that people are going to vote any differently i still like to think that they will yeah i still like to think we're gonna win some people over i I would say don't be fooled by the polls that you see that that show for example a uh, uh, Biden and Trump tied at 43% each it's it, people are going to feel a lot differently on election day trust me it's going to be more decisive than that
1: yeah well at the very least it's moving the needle on how many diapers Donald Trump goes through in a single day <laughs> well, yeah so it's <laughs> there's at least that and that's one of my favorite parts he's knowing that this panic. is freaking out Donald Trump privately because he's not going to let on publicly but you you can see it in his face. He did some interview with one of the copycat Fox News light networks the other day. Right. Just looked like shit. Like his face was a, a balloon that had been deflated rapidly. <laughs> and just that hamburger bun of hair sitting like lopsided, almost like on a jaunty angle on top of his head. I enjoyed looking at that because <laughs> you should, could see the stress really, on his
2: face. And now that you mention it, it really should have sesame seeds on it. but <laughs>
1: I, I mean be, I've always thought that like oh that my god it's sense. either like a hamburger bun up there that's what it <laughs> looks like like the top half of a hamburger bun or it looks like that big uh, football shaped thing on peppermint patty's head from the peanuts <laughs> from the snoopy cartoons
2: you 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 see the panic in his tweets yeah, his yeah. you know his posts uh, and and in his comments and his video comments as well, mm-hmm. and at the rallies, uh, yeah. uh, these are the words of a desperate man. Uh, sadly, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't affect his base. It, yeah. it doesn't seem to yet. Uh, there is evidence that some of the numbers are slowly whittling away, and I think as as things pile up. Um, that our our fortunes will improve, yeah. and and uh, his will dwindle.
1: Yes, I absolutely believe that. So I think ultimately we're going to be fine. Is what I'm thinking at this point. I, I reserve the right to change my mind on that eventually, and and I probably will because uh, my ongoing thing is vacillating between optimism and extreme pessimism. It's just like somewhere in there, like if if I'm exposed to. Hal Sparks' show, for example, or mm. watching Ted Lasso, something like that, or even mm. watching clips of Pee Wee Herman, which you're going to talk about on The Shadow But yes. right. I, you know I suddenly, be- I'm I'm overwhelmed by optimism, and I can't help but to feel optimistic, and then my Gen X instincts kick in, and I go, Ah, oh, what the fuck am I thinking?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, but, but, but I, I know, and in... It was easy for many of us to convince ourselves that justice would never come because it seemed like such a long wait. And although the wheels of justice are probably not moving any more slowly than they ever have, yeah. uh, this is a more of a crisis situation. A lot of us see an urgency here that has not existed before, that the, the system has never been tested by this degree of urgency. So, uh,
1: but there's lots of good news to talk about. First of all, I guess since you mentioned Fonnie Willis, we'll start here. Uh, this Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney completely shut down Trump's attempt to stop the Fonnie Willis indictments. Now this was Donald Trump trying to delay and stall everything. I don't think he succeeded in that. It was a desperate move to try to get this whole thing stopped, to get the special grand jury disbanded, to get Fonnie Willis off the case. Donald Trump is just uh, just wasting money from his supporters, from his sucker supporters. There was a video going around the other day of one of Donald Trump's rallies. I think he did one in Erie, Pennsylvania Buzz. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was some video going around of all these people doing like a conga line, I was, like dancing around oh, and celebrating at the uh, the Trump rally, and it was like I just thought, oh my god, it's a cavalcade of suckers. These people are just having such a blast emptying their life savings into Donald Trump's open gullet. It's a, a remarkable thing to observe when you find out what exactly he's spending this money on. That's when it becomes writ large how he's taking advantage of these easily conned automatons who just the, can't stop and, giving their their life savings to this, uh, this obvious con man. And the only
2: thing better than you and I knowing that and the people listening to us here today knowing that as they do yeah. is that we are not alone jack smith knows this too yeah jack jack smith has evidence of this jack smith is tracking all of this this too is a crime um, uh, they the, the cases are going to be overwhelming i we often wondered you know how 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 can we ever prosecute Trump for all the many things that he's done. Well, if anybody can do it, Jack Smith is well on his way. Yeah, uh, and the, the the number of directions that his investigation has traveled. Uh, and the and the amazing progress that's been made. And again, I, I think he's going to want to issue his indictments uh, maybe this week or, mm-hmm. or certainly before uh, Fonnie Willis starts. 90 minutes war. from right now. Yeah, which could happen <laughs> as soon as... <laughs> yeah. her, her, hers, hers could happen at any time now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, either one of them is what I'm right, saying. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, but it would seem even though we're hearing... Uh, the fact that Fonnie Willis says we've completed two years of work, our work is completed, we are ready to go. I believe her words where we are ready to go is that a signal to jack smith saying after you sir you know we're 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 ready uh you you go but you go first and Mm -hmm. you got something and you know he does so it'll be interesting and and i'm sure he has uh i'm sure the case is prepared i'm sure he's far enough along in his investigations that he can go first and so strap yourselves in i think you know the The train is coming down the tracks.
1: Yes, because what we're seeing now is a confluence of both the Fonnie Willis investigation and the Jack Smith investigation regarding January 6th and the big lie and all of Donald Trump's election fraud. This is what's happening right now. And so it's kind of a race to see who can be the first one on that front. And uh, it's like a full court press as far as I'm concerned. I see Fonnie Willis and Jack Smith regarding January 6th and the big lie as like the walls of the trash compactor in Star Wars and Donald Trump's down there with his giant pumpkin head fighting off the Dianoga. See, that's how nerdy I am. I know exactly what that creature is from the Star Wars <laughs> trash compactor. It's a Dianoga. And so hey, he's fighting fun. off the Dianoga. And that, I, who would the Dianoga be? I don't know. Am I getting way too deep into this? Probably. I, I probably. Agree. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, the, the walls of the trash compactor are closing in and it makes me happy, happy, happy. So, uh, getting back to this uh, superior court judge, he uh, he said it's simply too soon for Trump or his allies to seek to prohibit Georgia prosecutors right. from continuing to investigate him and in because they part. don't know. Yeah, yeah
2: Because she, she, I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump in, but but yeah. what the judge is saying here, if I may, sure, is that uh, you can't object to what you don't know yet. She yeah. hasn't done anything yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. He said uh, while being the subject or even target of a highly publicized criminal investigation is likely an unwelcome and unpleasant experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> (laughs) No court ever has held that that status alone provides a basis for the courts to interfere or halt the investigation. He said, and for some being the subject of a criminal investigation can a la Rumpelstiltskin be turned into golden political capital, making it seem more providential than problematic. So I'm going to ignore the alliteration and the awkward Rumpelstiltskin reference and the fact that yeah. in, in the previous quote, he put two that's in a row. I'll just ignore that and just savor the fact that yeah. Donald Trump was screwed again. And But it's not just Donald Trump being screwed. One of the things we're going to talk about a lot today, Buzz, are Donald Trump's finances, his self-dealing, and his influence peddling.
2: And yeah, and yeah. I want to chime in on Republican finances while we're doing all of that.
1: Yeah. So uh, when it comes to all of this, I mean, Donald Trump's PAC has spent more than $40 million on legal costs this year for himself and others. Right. Yeah. Save America PAC, the former president's PAC, is expected to disclose about $40.2 million in legal spending in a filing expected Monday. said so the people familiar with the filing, that total is more than any other expense the PAC has incurred during Trump's 2024 presidential campaign. And according to federal filings from earlier this month, more than Trump's campaign raised in the second quarter of 2023. Yeah, more money, go- more
2: money going out than coming in. Yeah, despite his his allegedly clever scams that he continues to run.
1: Right. Uh, the Washington Post continued by writing, "It will bring the PAC's most or post-presidential legal spending to about 56 million dollars. 56 million dollars since Donald Trump left office. As Trump faces a federal indictment in Florida, state charges in New York, and the prospect of additional criminal indictments in Washington." And in Fulton County, Georgia. Trump's advisors say the costs of providing lawyers for dozens of people are necessary and will continue mushrooming as investigations continue. So, all these people are emptying their checking accounts, their bank mm-hmm. accounts and giving it over to Donald Trump and he's spending it just to wiggle out of legal jeopardy. But don't right. you think? Don't you think that that's one of the reasons they're doing it, though? Like, okay, well, oh, yeah. yeah, we and believe they're it's, happy. Yeah, they're
2: happy to help him with that legal fight. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't know that we could successfully argue that they're being duped here. Is he using it to raise money? Yes. Is it working? No. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting to note. I mean, sure, he's raising the money, but again, we just noted that he's spending more than he's taking in. Yeah. Uh, so it isn't in that sense. It isn't working. On the other hand, conversely, you, you have Joe Biden who's uh, raking it in. In more money than Trump, yep, and, and not spending any not for legal fees, not for nothing. And as we get closer to the, the election, he's going to have a ton of money to unload, yeah. on this campaign. Uh, that's just one of the factors that's going to help us. And I, I'll hit on the others as we get through the show, but
1: absolutely. Uh, well, back, yeah,
2: back to this and, and how things are going for Donald Trump
1: right now, yeah. Well, adjacent to all of that is the fact this uh New York Times article reports that. After paying his lawyers, Trump's PAC is nearly broke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there are lots of things that make me laugh today. Former President Trump's political action committee, which began last year with 105 million dollars, now has less than four million dollars. Oh, oh. Sad. Sad. Uh, That's all that's left in the account after paying tens of millions of dollars in legal fees for Mr. Trump and his associates. This is a gigantic slush fund. Let's be clear about what we're talking about with regard to Save America PAC. I've been talking about that buzz since Donald Trump launched Save America PAC a couple of years ago that this is just, okay, give me all your money so I can you know, self-deal with it and use it to wiggle out of legal jeopardy. It has nothing to do with making America great again. This just has everything to do with keeping me out of goddamn prison. So uh, the dwindling cash reserves in Mr. Trump's PAC called Save America have fallen Mm -hmm. to such levels that the group has made the highly unusual request of a $60 million refund of a donation it had previously sent to a pro-Trump super PAC.
2: Uh, can we have our money back?
1: <laughs> this money had been intended for television commercials to help Mr. Trump's candidacy, but as he is the dominant frontrunner for the Republican nomination in 2024, his most immediate problems appear to be legal not political. We,
2: we didn't really run the math. Right, We'd like to, <laughs> like to get that back if we. Could. I got a
1: receipt. Uh, uh, you got to use and, this receipt. And
2: mm-hmm. and, 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 it, and it isn't just that. If I may insert this here. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Republican Party has run out of money. What have they got? They're down to. Uh, they're down to. Uh, well, they have twenty three thousand dollars on cash. Um, uh, a- uh, in, in Colorado, let's see the Republican Party there. I don't know. I don't see a figure, but I understand that they uh, are—they're broke also. (laughs) Um, Oh, oh, oh! Because they here's here's how broke uh, Republicans are in Colorado. Uh, They're they're debating whether to cancel the Republican primary in that state (laughs) because they don't have the money to run one. (laughs) You know how much money the Republican Party in Minnesota has? How much? $54. (laughs) Fifty-four dollars.
1: <laughs> Fifty,
2: fifty-four dollars. The Republican Party of Minnesota has fifty-four dollars. In Michigan, uh, they're, they're they've run out of money. Uh, let's see what do we get here? Ninety. They have they do have ninety-two thousand uh, dollars, but I think they've got their debts exceed that. And uh, Georgia also uh, low on <laughs> cash. These are these aren't just uh, obscure states. These are states that are important to Republicans. Yeah. And uh, their parties, their state parties. Are out of cash. Donald Trump is out of cash. Uh, listen,
1: if we all get together, we can actually win this next election. <laughs> no shit. Remember, these are the business people. These are the guys who apparently know how to run things like that have to do with money.
2: Fifty-four dollars. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I just go back to that scene from Seinfeld where yeah. George is laying on the floor with his pants down <laughs> and Jerry walks in and says, so you want to be our latex salesman. <laughs> uh, that's just it. So you want to be our businessman president and you're terrible <laughs> with money. I mean, this is uh, something go, we go back to 2015 talking about this, that Donald Trump has no business whatsoever being anywhere near issues of finance despite his bullshit reputation for being Mr. Capitalist, Mr. Uh, Family Business. He is a terrible, terrible businessman.
2: Well, and he's a crook and he's a a, a psychopath uh, because he feels no guilt, no remorse. No. Uh, You know, it's very scary, though, to see the poll that I mentioned earlier that has him at 43-43 because you think, oh, my God, how how could uh, that many people support a man that corrupt, that evil, uh, that insane, uh, and and yet they do. Uh, That's the position we find ourselves in. Now, as I indicated a moment ago, oh, there are ways we can win, and uh, I think they will only increase as time passes, as we get closer to the election itself. But we still have to put in the work. Uh, Like I said, if we all get together, we can manage this, and so I suggest we do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait for him to screw up. We have to right. be seizing no, no. the
2: initiative, yeah. and he's done all he's done all the screwing up uh, he needs to do uh, yeah. for for our satisfaction. Uh, it, it's up to us now.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just we what we can't do is sit here and go. Well, we don't have to do any work because you know he's going to get indicted and convicted and go to prison. So yeah. why even bother? Yeah. We have to assume yeah, that that's uh, not going to happen. And right. we have to assume that if he is convicted, that he'll get pardoned if a Republican gets elected in 2024. Right. Really, right. the fate of Donald Trump as far as his personal freedom and legal jeopardy goes, is really entirely up to us. We, I'm, I'm we I'm control that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm far more concerned about the fate of democracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that should be our focus, really. Uh, y- yes, he needs to be, anyone who commits a crime should be punished for the crime, and uh, Donald Trump is absolutely no exception. In fact, he's the uh, example. Uh, but uh, we, our focus really needs to be on uh, if a, even a Republican gets elected, uh, I mean, it worries me. I, and, I, I, you know, I look down this poll and, again, I think people are going to feel differently on, on Election Day or when they sit down to fill out their ballots. But uh, I, when I see that uh, we've lost 25 percent of the Democrats uh, mm-hmm. on Biden, we, we got 13 percent support, 13 uh, percent of Democrats support JFK, or, excuse me, RFK Jr., and 10 uh, percent of Democrats support Marianne Williamson. Well, there's 23 percent, twenty twenty, nearly a quarter of us, nearly one in four Democrats not supporting the president. Uh, so we have things that we have work to do. We have, yeah. in, in addition to the obstacles the Republicans invariably place before us, we, we uh, as we've discussed before, make our own obstacles as well. And uh, we, we have to overcome those. It, to break that uh, forty three forty three log logjam.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but I did see, I think it was a Washington Post piece today showing that Joe Biden is way up among Democrats over last year. So you go back to July yes. 2022 compared to yes. July yes. 2023, Joe Biden's numbers have jumped significantly across all demographics.
2: Yeah. here Here's, here's an improvement. This is actually a New York Times Siena poll, and um, Uh, last year at this time, nearly two-thirds of Democrats wanted a different nominee. Yeah. 66% were against Joe Biden. There you go. Now Democrats have accepted him as their standard bearer, but half of us would still prefer somebody else. And that's, you know, I'm tired of you whiny bitches. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Stop there's, whining. There, there's just, there's entirely too much whining going on around here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and in terms of the economy. Uh, you look at the economic numbers, and they're just stellar. They go, like, oh my god, uh, wh- who wouldn't reelect this guy when you have these kinds of numbers? But then when you poll Americans on the economy, oh, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. I don't really like it very much. And uh, things are, you know, stop it stop the whining things are better than you're admitting yeah uh, and and i think i think the more time passes the more that message will soak in uh the more troubled trump gets into uh i think I, biden's numbers will continue to rise and when it gets down to making that serious decision at at election time i i just don't see Uh, sane people voting against Biden.
1: No, absolutely not. Because imagine where we're going to be a year from now in terms of Donald Trump and his legal jeopardy and, and all of these cases, the evidence that's going to come forward in the subsequent year now. I think these all these things are going to scare away any swing voters who may be Erosion. inclined to vote for Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah, and then that's who so, we're talking about. We're talking about a teeny tiny percentage of the American uh, voting population, and uh, yeah, and and they are not going to love the next year of Donald Trump uh, right. uh, trials uh, and so we, on. We we have
2: all these articles and polls and everything coming out and and say, well, no, it's not affecting the Trump base. They're they're still with him just like they've always been. Yeah, I'll give it a little time. It's still a little early. Uh, Bob and I have talked before about the how the uh, public opinion is um is a like a follow up wave to reality it's yeah. it's always a step behind what's actually happening it takes a little while for public opinion to catch up with what's happening in real time it's unfortunate or maybe it's good i don't know it's just the way it is uh, but uh, that wave of public opinion uh, hasn't come in It doesn't come in at real time. It isn't an instant thing. Uh, The the minute uh, they these indictments come down, uh, that's not going to change the poll numbers then. And you're going to see more articles saying, "Well, they're still with him. They're still with Trump." Yeah. Uh, yeah. In spite, give it some more time.
1: And also think about this in terms of Republicans and how narrow or how non-existent the bench is. We always talk about uh, political benches, Uh, and that would be the roster of people lined up to potentially be president. And the Republican bench is so awful and so dismal They cannot get anywhere close to a guy who was impeached twice, who has been indicted, criminally indicted twice in recent months, and ready to be indicted twice more. A guy who lost his midterms, lost the popular vote in 2016, then lost the midterms, then lost reelection, then lost the midterm after that. That's this. Yeah, that's the guy. That they're going to be nominating. This one term loser is their guy again. Why? Because they can't find another real life human being to run against him. That's how small the Republican bench is. Meantime, we're not even looking at other candidates on the Democratic side because we've got an incumbent coming in well, who will... Well, one, yeah. one in four Democrats are,
2: though. I mean, that's, I realize that's a minority of, of Democrats, but it's a disturbingly large
1: Yeah, me. well, they need to wise up and act like grown-ups and do the math because we need to prioritize winning elections and Joe Biden has, is our best chance to win again in 2024. That it, should yeah, be obvious, it, as it is and, every time there's an incumbent.
2: And, and I guess it's up to the rest of Democrats, the rest of progressive to have a little chat with these folks yeah, yeah. and try to bring them around. Um, some of them won't be flippable, but some yeah. of them will be.
1: Well, there's quite a few people who will eventually be president on the Democratic side who are active right now. So, right. so the Democrats have a much deeper bench, and uh, as we're going to discuss, I believe in the shadow docket, uh, Gen Z is a tsunami heading oh, for yes. the Republican oh, Party. So that's some I have some, some stuff on that as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Exactly.
2: Oh, I'm glad you have that.
1: Yeah, so what we want to do here in just a second is recap the superseding indictments from last week, which occurred after the Thursday show was recorded, Mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, We talked about this a little bit on the after party on Friday, but since, uh, you know, it was behind the paywall, we want to recap some of that again. Sure. Plus a look at how anti-Trump the DOJ's investigations really are. Which is to say, uh, not at all. Uh, I just right. have a, a quick meme that was posted by David K. Johnston I want to bring along, uh, pass along to you. So uh, that plus I want to talk about the Hunter Biden thing. We very seldom talked about the Republican persecution of Hunter Biden and how they're trying to go after Joe Biden and how this is what Donald Trump initially wanted from Zelensky and Ukraine back Damn. in 2019, 2020 the extortion of Ukraine to give the impression that Joe Biden was under investigation as he was basically the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. Just needed a little favor. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, all over again. And Comer and Jordan and the usual suspects are obliging Donald Trump in this uh, attempt to derail Joe Biden's reelection chances. But I want to talk about the latest news to come out of the Hunter Biden investigation. (laughs) And it's all bad news for Republicans. So I love this. Plus, I've got a a partial list of Trump's self-dealing and influence peddling because the Hunter Biden investigation, really what they're doing is they're investigating Joe Biden and they're using Hunter Biden as an avatar. Yeah. 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 And so it all has to do with allegations of influence peddling. We're going to talk about Donald Trump's immense list of self-dealing and influence peddling here in just a minute. And, uh, also, uh, Leprosy in Florida. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Come on down. You, you, you have a chance to leave, Buzz. You have a chance to bug out. I'm just warning
2: you. Oh, let's all get in the pool. <laughs>
1: Okay, so if you missed Thursday's Shadow Dog, it, you missed me and David talking about UFOs or <laughs> UAPs and the congressional hearings about them last week. We got into relativity, time dilation, a lot of nerdy things. And so David and I did a deep dive into UAPs, UFOs, uh, more traditionally speaking. And look, I want to believe, I really, really do. I want to believe that there's intelligence life out there. I just don't believe they're fu- they're coming here and messing with us. At least not yet and the evidence isn't there just yet but you can hear me uh, rant about that David rant about that on the shadow docket last week you can sign up for the shadow docket podcast at patreon.com Bob sesca show or simply BobSuskashow.com. show.com it's a completely unfiltered commercial free continuation of all the fun news it's only going to cost you pennies per episode the shadow dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows and they're only going to cost you five dollars per month and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast and we thank you for that that is a big goddamn deal. We need your support on the Patreon page. So don't miss out. BobSuskaShow.com bookmark it. Sign up now and tell all your friends and we thank you in advance.
0: Meep. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
3: brand
1: new music from King Cyborg from outer space yeah one of my favorite people on the planet love this brand new single is called uh, the suspended kid it's autobiographical if you heard her interview here on the podcast uh, you get a sense of what this song might be about. I just love the awkward time signature on this thing.
2: Well, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not just it's not modern jazz, it's future jazz.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. I'm so glad you coined that. That's great. I wonder if that's an actual thing. If that's a if future jazz is, is kind now. of a genre Thanks now. Next to King yeah.
2: Grimson that it is
1: now. Yeah, you did it. All right. So yeah, the great King Cyborg got a link in the description to download this latest single into your record collection. Do it now com slash music to submit your work to the show, and we thank you for doing that. Okay, so uh, as we move along here on our Tuesday show, uh, Buzz, we got to talk about the superseding indictments from last week and kind of give a sense of uh, our reactions to this and and what we're talking about. So federal prosecutors on Thursday added major accusations to an indictment charging former mm-hmm. President Trump with mishandling classified documents after he left office, but this is mainly about... The cover-up, isn't this? I mean, this is yes. basically our friend G. Gordon Liddy haunting Donald Trump from beyond the grave.
2: <laughs> this is the obstruction, and here's yeah. why. Here's why this is important, <clears throat> as I understand it. Uh, the case is this simplifies the case for the jury. Yeah, this uh, that this makes it much easier for the jury. Uh, this is the guaranteed con- conviction here. This is going to be the thing that isn't complicated. This is going to mm-hmm. be the thing that's easy for Jack Smith to prove in court and uh, so this is the one that that, that seals the deal in addition to bringing in another uh, indictee. Yeah. Uh, it it, uh, it has made more serious the charges against Trump. It has increased by three the number of charges against Trump. And it has uh, made up, paint, it paints a much clearer picture for the jury. And uh, this is very good news for the entire case.
1: Yes, it is. And we see the, once again, three stooges trying to fix the plumbing metaphor mm-hmm. right. illustrated again because you got this guy, Carlos de Oliveira, and uh, and who else? Walt Nauda is involved yeah. in all of Waltine. this.
2: Waltine, I, li- I like. Waltine, I love his real yeah. first name. Waltine Nauda.
1: Yes, and we have a new player in the mix. Basically, just to backtrack real quick, this is all about Donald Trump's attempt to erase the server that contained the security camera footage after the federal government subpoenaed that security camera footage. This is remarkably dumb. I keep saying, haven't I said this for years, that these are the dumbest crooks in the history of dumb crooks?
2: And and this is not a mobster colluding with his top lieutenants. This is a mobster colluding with, uh, you know, like the janitor and the IT guy. Yes. You know?
1: Guys who are easily flippable because they're low-paid helpers and and managers at Mar-a-Lago. They're not Not political operatives. They're just guys.
2: Now, now has been pretty bought well to, yeah, bought, yeah. bought out by, yeah. by by Trump at this point, and I'm sure Trump has uh, attempted to do the same, but it's too late. Uh He, he and this is why Trump is panicking. You were talking mm-hmm. about this earlier. Uh, De Oliveira is why Trump is panicking. Yeah, because uh, De Oliveira is a guaranteed flip. Yes, uh, that, that's and and. And that may force Nauta to flip, something he wouldn't have otherwise done. And so, yeah, ultimately it could be the two of them. But right now it's just De Oliveira and that's all it takes to get Trump uh, all wound up.
1: Yeah, I don't think De Oliveira knows yet how much trouble he's in or he's <laughs> getting a sense or right Im- now, I got yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, Or how
2: important he is. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah. So I think once the hammer really falls on that guy's head, he is absolutely going to flip. I think you're totally 1,000% correct about that. And that's going to be game over. I mean, well, this, this whole superseding indictment is game over for Donald Trump, as far as I'm concerned. Because, I mean, even beyond the obstruction well, of justice and the attempt to cover up the crimes, mm-hmm. it shows uh, but again, consciousness of guilt is what it's showing it, here.
2: It does. It does. And, and I'm, I'm glad this is a slam dunk, and it is. And I, I really felt from the beginning that it would be, and I, I still feel that it will be, but that still may be a ways off. Uh, this is going to be a long case. It doesn't go to trial until May of next year, if we're lucky. The way things are going, and it's because largely because of the classified documents involved. Yeah, we don't have classified documents in the uh, January sixth case. The January sixth case is much more cut and dried, much simpler, and is far likely to be well over. Uh, perhaps before the documents trial ever begins. Yeah. So, uh, and this this is what we're we're looking for. This is what we're looking for this week from Jack Smith uh, ahead of uh, whatever Fonnie Willis is going to do. But but I think the the January sixth uh, case is going to supersede the documents case. Uh, that that now yes also thankfully is a slam dunk.
1: Right. And so in the mix with all of this, as as far as the superseding indictment goes. We've got this new character in the story, uh, Trump employee number four, this yes. guy named Usul Tavares, who was initially represented by a Trump attorney, is no longer represented by a Trump attorney, and has absolutely decided to... Testify against Donald Trump, and so that's uh, encouraging news. In fact, this guy has already given information to Jack Smith regarding right. this conversation between Dale Rivera and Trump, having to do with the er- attempted erasure of the security camera footage.
2: I, I like to think of it this way: uh, Jack Smith has everything you think he has,
1: yeah, and more. Right, right. <laughs> so Donald Trump had called Dale Rivera, and they spoke for twenty-four minutes. So as soon as Dale Rivera mm-hmm. It flips, and as soon as he decides to cooperate with Jack Smith, he's right. going to reveal exactly what happened in that 24 and minutes. Smith <laughs> is
2: now Smith is now looking into who's paying whose legal bills and what's expected in return for
1: that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So
2: that that will be significant also.
1: One of the things I observed on the after party was that this guy Yussel Tavares, is like the is the only person. I it, prefer
2: you. You seal.
1: You see, is it you seal? Is that the pronunciation? I, no,
2: I, I don't know, but that's what I prefer.
1: You you picked a fine time to leave yeah, me. You, you, seal? you is that, seal. Yeah, yeah okay. Exactly. The thing with you seal is the fact that he is the only person in Donald Trump's orbit who seems to have any integrity whatsoever. Because he was like, I don't think I can do that. I, the right, boss wants right. the security yeah, camera footage deleted. I don't, I don't know how to do rights. it, and, and I don't think we're allowed to do that.
2: <laughs> right, right. He said, uh, I don't know how and I don't have the I don't think I have the rights to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he he actually was speaking sensibly there. But then uh, D'Alavera, I think, comes back and says, uh, uh, but the boss, you know, yeah, this, this came from the boss. So
1: do you think that they tried to flood the pool? In order to destroy the security camera vote?
2: You know, sometimes it's hard to sort out the incompetence from yeah. the crookedness. <laughs> you know, is true. It's true, like, yeah. Eh, you know, they were trying to be crooked and they were incompetent, and either way they accomplished what they were Hoping to do, I guess. Yeah,
1: and and you know, I always go to that metaphor of the Three Stooges in that episode. Plumbing, you will go, is the name of the episode. Yes, it is. Yeah, and they go into this house has sure gone crazy. Yeah, they go into this mansion where there's this big dinner party happening, and they have to fix the plumbing, and everything's going haywire. Eventually, Curly is trapped in a cage of pipes that are all spewing water all over the place, and he's water is coming out out of the uh, uh, light
2: sockets. Yes,
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, coming out of the range in the kitchen for some reason, (laughs) everywhere. And this is exactly what's going on at Mar-a-Lago on a day-to-day basis, or at least as the feds were closing in on Donald Trump and these documents. It's just like (laughs) such a comedy of errors. Reading this indictment, this is one of the most entertaining indictments to ever come out of the entire Trump era. I just Uh, enjoyed reading every second of this, and partly because I felt vindicated with my ongoing Three Stooges metaphor, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, and and this isn't uh, colluding with Chuck Colson. This is colluding with the the janitor.
1: Yeah. I mean, what did he think? What did Trump (laughs) think was going to happen? He knew that destroying evidence was wrong. He knew that erasing a server that contained evidence that was recently subpoenaed was wrong. And how do we know that? Because he's done nothing but scream about Hillary Clinton allegedly deleting 33,000 personal emails from her homebrew server that was in her house. He can't shut the fuck up about that. So he clearly knows at some level, that it's wrong, even though what he's saying about Hillary is inaccurate and defamatory. Right. Right. So I played this on Friday, but I want to give it another spin here. This is a uh, Tiny Trump. Uh-huh. Going after it was a, a, kind of a super edit of Tiny Trump going after Hillary Clinton for all of the aforementioned acid washing, etc. Oh, so here we go. She
3: tried to destroy the evidence by deleting the emails. Mm. Hillary Clinton and her top aides knowingly destroyed evidence and covered up their actions. The thing that you should be apologizing for are the thirty-three thousand emails that you deleted and that you acid-washed. If I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies, so much deception. There has never been anything like it, and we're going to have a special prosecutor.
1: (laughs) It's Tiny Trump. Thank you, Tiny Trump. Yes, we. Get back in the he was, cigar box, please. He, he, was, he
2: was right. We were going to have a special prosecutor
1: for him. Yeah. Well, he did. He appointed a U.S. attorney. He had Jeff yeah. Sessions appoint a right. U.S. attorney. Uh, John Huber out of Colorado investigated Hillary Clinton for two goddamn years at the Department of Justice level. That was a thing that actually happened. Donald Trump politically prosecuted or attempted to prosecute one of his political rivals, who could very easily have run for president again in 2020. He made good on his teeny tiny, tiny Trump promise to do that sort of thing. And so it's it's with great irony that Donald Trump talks about, oh, how oh my God, they're just coming after me because I'm running for president again. Well, you invented this shit. Republicans invented politically motivated investigations because that's one of the things they're doing right damn now with the Hunter Biden situation.
2: Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the weaponization hearings to investigate weaponization, yes.
1: Yes, and by the way, speaking of political parties as they pertain to all of these— uh, legal problems that Donald Trump has. David K. Johnston posted this meme the other day, and I just want to read this thing because it makes a lot of sense, obviously. A federal judge appointed by Trump issued a search warrant at the request of the director of the FBI, also appointed by Trump. It was executed by a DOJ attorney appointed by Trump who charged him with violating a law passed by Trump. There's not a single witness involved who's a Democrat. They're all handpicked by Trump. His lawyers, his employees, their communications, their photos, everything, and they're still saying... What a democratic witch hunt.
2: Right, right. Yeah, this is important for for this is important for history. Mm-hmm. History will correctly record the the truth, the facts here, uh, even if it doesn't make a dent in his supporters at this point.
1: Yes, indeed. So, the word has come down that the grand jury in the Trump case has arrived at the federal courthouse. In Washington, D.C. It says here, members of the grand jury hearing evidence in the special counsel probe of possible 2020 election mm-hmm. interference by former President Donald Trump and others arrived at a federal courthouse Tuesday morning, fueling speculation that an indictment against the former president could come later in the day. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's happening! It's happening! That's the uh, Ron Paul meme, isn't it? It's
2: happening, and even if it had happened right now, I don't know that there's anything more we can add to to uh, the events that have led up to this moment. Yeah, this is this is the thing we've been talking about, and now it's it's actually happening. Yes, uh, it'll of course be exciting to see the details and to to have a chance to analyze those and. And talk about them uh, in depth as as we go forward, as, as you know, on future shows.
1: Yeah, um, we're going to talk about the Hunter Biden thing here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm going to call on an Audible and move on to this other story uh, real quick since we're talking about legal jeopardy for Donald Trump specifically. Well, a federal judge has dismissed Trump's $475 million lawsuit, defamation lawsuit against CNN. <laughs> Trump had argued that CNN's use of the phrase the big lie when discussing his false 2020 election fraud claims likened him to Adolf Hitler. Which incited, quote, readers and viewers to hate, contempt, distrust, ridicule, and even fear him. Well, that was already a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not like that was new. You
1: it's know? not like we all said, "Oh, look what CNN is saying. I guess he's he's a terrible guy." No, CNN that's not is not reporting how it works. that Donald
2: Trump is Hitler.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. U.S. District Judge Raj Single, who was appointed by Trump, sure. wrote that being Hitler-like is not a verifiable statement of fact that would support a defamation claim. Singhal, Mm, Singhal, Singhal, I think that might be how you pronounce it, added CNN's use of the phrase, the big lie in connection with Trump's election challenges does not give rise to a plausible inference that Trump advocates the persecution and genocide of Jews or any other group of people. (laughs) There you go,
2: Judge.
1: Yeah, so thank you. That's uh, certainly good news. We're still waiting on, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to know soon that a judge has dismissed Donald Trump's lawsuit against our friend Mary Trump, which is still on the table. And uh, I mean, because I know Mary, I'm not privy to any of the information behind the scenes, but of course, I, I would like her to be uh, exonerated, have this burden lifted off of her because he is going after Mary Trump for a ludicrous amount of money. I think it's something like a hundred million dollars. Which is just absurd. This is just punishment. This is Donald Trump using the legal system to punish his enemies,
2: I mean, or to, to try to, and certainly to yeah. harass them. In this case, uh, harassing a relative, harassing a niece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he's suing here. Uh, and the, here's the thing about Mary Trump. She is intelligent enough. Uh, not to uh, put herself in a position where anyone could win a lawsuit against her for anything that she said. She's smarter than that. She's more careful than that. Yeah. So there's no way that she's done anything wrong here. She's gone out of her way to make sure that she did not do anything wrong. Yeah. But she's also qualified to talk about the things that she said about her uncle mm-hmm. and uh, both uh, from knowing him personally and knowing the family history and her training uh, in psychology. So so uh, she's uh, certainly qualified uh, to say what she said and smart enough uh, not to say anything that she shouldn't have said. So I, I see her winning this case. I, I don't know if it'll come after the E. Jean Carroll cases are settled uh, or if E. Jean Carroll can, because they are friends uh, can offer uh, some help in that regard. Uh, e. Jean Carroll has a tremendous legal team. Uh, I know Mary's been well represented, but, uh, I think I think at this point Egene Carroll has all the lawyers. So uh, you know, maybe she gets some some help there. But yeah, I would hope for the same thing. I don't know how long that has to drag on, or what the cost to marry is in the meantime, as it does drag on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the the stress of having that yeah, right. just dangling over your head has got to be uh, just remarkably demoralizing. Is, is she, and
2: is is she stressed, or is this a presumption on your part? I mean, has she expressed? Oh well, yeah. Um, I mean, why oh, wouldn't yeah. she be? <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, yeah. it's like her ridiculous criminal uncle is punitively suing her. And if, for no other reason than she said mean things about him publicly, and so that's that
2: were true, that were true, and that she was qualified to yeah, say, and that yeah. she said very carefully. Yes. Right,
1: right. So yeah. this is all about an NDA, and just it gets really muddy. Oh, but okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's different dimensions to it, but I mean suffice to say, a hundred million dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I've made all cool. my. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's, uh,
2: do what I've done, uh, and you should do the same. Uh, make all your nieces and nephews sign NDAs. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. it's The only
1: way around it. Oh my. God. God, talk about paranoid. They're the most paranoid people on the planet. Absolutely. Everyone has to sign an NDA. Well, meantime, former Trump White House lawyer Ty Cobb, old-timey baseball player Ty Cobb with (laughs) his crazy handlebar mustache. I don't know where he finds these people, by the way, (laughs) but I bet he's regretting hiring Ty Cobb at one point. He said the evidence against the former president over his handling of classified documents was now overwhelming, that is a direct quote, and would last an antiquity after new charges were filed in the case on Thursday. Said Cobb, I think this original indictment was engineered to last a thousand years, and now this superseding indictment will last an antiquity.
2: And that's what the red hats don't see. The red yep. hats do not see the long term. They don't no. see that uh, they and he will be held in contempt yeah. for the rest of time. Uh, but they, but they will be. I'm, I'm satisfied of that. I know that's going to be the case. But they, they, they are clueless about it, and so they continue to follow. And so you look at these Republican state parties we were talking about running out of cash, fifty-four dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys running out of cash. Uh, Trump running out of cash. Uh, Trump increasing charges against him, increasing airtight cases against him, uh, and and they continue to support him. And uh, Republican politicians in Washington continue to support him. Republican voters across the country continue to support him. And you, you know what they're doing? They're all heading for the cliff. Yeah. They're all like lemmings. They're all heading off the cliff.
1: Here's the thing with Donald Trump's supporters and, in fact, some of the people in his inner circle, and maybe even Trump himself, probably, is that they don't see it the way we see it what no. they're oh, no. what they're planning for is for donald trump to return to office and to never leave right therefore eliminating all of this shit they believe that donald trump will ascend to the presidency become the permanent dictator of the united states and make all of this shit go away right that's Everything the idea that's right. the plan Not only by the the supporters of Donald Trump, but by the people who surround him and so on. This This is an orchestrated event. They have no intention of continuing on with democracy after Donald Trump sits down in that last chair in the game of musical chairs. That's the whole idea. Sit down in that final chair and never move. Right. Yeah, and they're just going to, I keep saying, they're going to barricade, I'm mixing my metaphors, I get it, but they're going to barricade the door behind them once they get into the White House. And they, they will not be able to be shaken loose. And, and then,
2: and then no. the train pulls into the station. We're back to that again.
1: That's right. And so <laughs> January 6th and all the shit that went down in late 2020, early 2021, and continues on to this day, that's a dress rehearsal for what they would like to do uh, next time they get a chance. And so that's the whole point. It has nothing to do with whether or not he's guilty or innocent or what the superseding indictments say or whether this, uh, as Ty Cobb says, it's something that's going to last in antiquity and that the evidence is overwhelming. They don't care. Like, it doesn't matter because Donald Trump is going to ascend to the presidency once again and he's going to make all of this go away. And he's going to give us jetpacks made of beef. You know, just the usual fantasy land delusions that they are so notorious for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so lots more to talk about here on the show still to come. we got to get into Hunter Biden and, uh, oh, we've got another tiny Trump quote from one of his rallies over this past weekend. Once he gets out of that cigar box, he he has (laughs) somehow, he ends up planning like six or seven rallies.
2: He's on the loose again.
1: Yes. And just (laughs) be careful. If you see tiny Trump in the wild, don't get your hands too close. To his mouth because he's bitey. He likes to bite people. And then you have to get a tetanus shot.
2: Oh, his little teeth are like needles.
1: <laughs> exactly. You ever been bitten by a kitten? It's <laughs> those oh, little yeah. teeny tiny yeah. sharp teeth yeah. Yeah. that get you. Uh same with puppies as well. All right, more to come right after these words.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
3: The bus is waiting, stood the easy boys, mapped it a little bit above the law. Grew up always sitting on some motorbike. He rode easy, that's for sure. He never saw what there was the game. Playing the trailer, playing
1: the game. This is the great Dave Barrett and Sub Red Lux Formerly Elijah Bone I got huge news One of our indie bands making good here
3: no
1: Sub Red Lux has been signed by North Star, and Star Music and their debut album comes out on January 8, 2023 so congratulations wow. to Dave Barrett and Sub Red Lux yeah Great job yeah. You know, he wants to send us uh, T-shirts, Buzz, and he's oh. curious about what your size is. Yes. What what size T-shirt that's, do you wear? That's,
2: that's, yes is my size. I, uh,
1: you don't I, want to say publicly.
2: I, I, wait, no, I, I, XL would be roomy and comfortable.
1: Okay, yes, so you. XL. All right, sounds good. All right, yeah, and congratulations again to uh, Dave Barrett. That song was called "Easy Boys," one of their newest singles. I assume that's going to be on the debut album. I just—that's oh, so exciting. Very nice. So excited. Congratulations, guys. Really, yeah.
2: that's that's awesome.
1: The mission the dream, with the all dream is these, happening yes, exactly. The mission with all these independent recording artists is to get them the biggest notoriety possible. So, if you support this show, please help support our indie recording artists who contribute so much. It's one of my favorite things about doing this show is playing some of this yeah. music, and uh, you know, you know the names, you know the faces, you know mm-hmm. the songs, and they should all be collecting Grammys every goddamn great. year.
2: Yeah, indie indie music is not a destination it's a it's a journey yes it's, exactly. it's a journey hopefully to a better place for right. these bands and it's a wonderful place to be because there's so much music in that genre in mm-hmm. the indie music field and yeah, yeah we're we're rooting for all these folks
1: absolutely so donald trump at or i should say tiny trump having escaped from his cigar box did a okay. rally in erie pennsylvania first of all my first observation about that is it was so poorly attended <laughs> that all of the Twitter red hats, which are now Twitter blue checks, right. were filling up their Twitter feeds with video of the rally. Only it wasn't video of the rally. It was video of earlier rallies from 2020, from Donald Trump's re-election campaign uh, you know, three years ago. Oh, wow. Because there were actual crowds that showed up to some of those rallies. Right. And so they needed to portray that. Donald Trump is still popular and people still love him. So there was one clip buzz that uh, Sue and Rockville posted. And one of the in this edit of uh, allegedly the eerie Pennsylvania rally, there was a clip of this road with all these cars parked alongside of the road to say, (laughs) oh, look all these people have to park on the road in order to get into the rally because the parking lot is so full.
2: But it was actually...
1: It was actually, like, a flat, arid desert road clearly shot in, like, Utah or something. It was, like, very obviously not Erie, Pennsylvania. Because,
2: yeah. Footage they pulled from Woodstock, yes.
1: Exactly. Uh Like... The first thing I thought of oh, oh yes, all of those arid desert roads in Erie, Pennsylvania. See, right? it,
2: it was it was a black and white clip, but I think of uh, Monty Python, Monty <laughs> Python's Flying Circus, where they would edit in the audience applauding the, the, the oh, little yeah, ladies yeah. in their coats and hats <laughs> in the audience applauding and just, you know, they you knew it was out of context. You knew it was from something else, but it uh, yeah, yeah it, it just didn't fit.
1: So in this rally, Tiny Trump uh, said that Joe Biden is dumb as shit or something along those lines. Oh, oh,
2: oh, yeah. Oh, I had the actual quote here he, in front of me. He dazzles, uh, uh,
1: as you find that, he dazzles, he likes to dazzle the red hats by saying bullshit or shit once a rally. And they all go oh, nuts. He called oh, my him, God.
2: he called him a dumb son of a bitch. That's dumb the son exact of a bitch. Quote. There you a go. A dumb son of a bitch.
1: Yeah, a son of a bitch. Exactly. Uh, so Trump said Joe Biden is a dumb son of a bitch. And then he totally short-circuited. This is just like in your mentions on Twitter, someone coming up to you and saying, oh, you're such an idiot. And then they misspell your. This is the same kind of thing. Oh, Joe Biden is dumb as shit. And then I'm about to short-circuit. So here's tiny Trump short-circuiting during his eerie rally.
3: China Hmm. is building military places and (laughs) forts and everything, installations. They're building military in Cuba, 71 miles off
1: our coast. Yeah, everyone in panic, they're building military, 71 Uh miles off our coast, Buzz.
2: (laughs) Well, that was to cover the absence of, because he still couldn't have the word installations. Yeah. Uh, Military uh, places. Places. As we all know, (laughs) the Pentagon has military places. Places. and, And because he couldn't pull the word, so he thought to be cool. The second time, he would just say military. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. They're building, they're building military.
1: They're building know. military, don't you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- the fact is that there is a thing happening with China and Cuba, but they're okay. negotiating a joint military training facility in yeah. Cuba. This is the Which Chinese and the Cubans. No. And so that's actually happening, but it's not which, but he's talking which, about it as if it's already happened.
2: And and it isn't good, but it would be happening even if he were president.
1: But this is once again the Republicans they can't let go of the Cuba thing, can they? Right.
2: Well, or China for that matter.
1: Yeah, China. But I mean with the Cuba thing, this goes back to the goddamn 1950s.
2: Right. This and is, It endears them to the to the uh, Hispanic voting base in this country, which we are increasingly losing to the Republicans again.
1: Yeah, well, it's about Florida. It's about winning it's Florida, about that, yeah. which yeah. The Republicans are going to win Florida anyway, sadly enough. But you know that's just that's part of the thing. It's just they they can't quit it. They can't stop a communist government seventy miles, or it's actually more like ninety to one hundred miles off the southern coast of Florida. That's just been a rallying cry for these well, guys and, and, since uh, before we were born.
2: Unlike uh, Southern California, uh, Florida is uh, uh, the the Hispanics who who come here. Uh, are oftentimes fleeing communist uh, dictatorships yeah. and the uh, socialist governments that were were dictatorships right. and so uh, all Republicans have to do in this country is use the word socialist which as you know they have done a lot yeah and uh hispanic voters in this state at least go fleeing from Democrats and and that's the problem we have to overcome is we have to somehow explain we're not that kind of socialist uh, <laughs> right. and and that's that's a that's a subtle argument to make
1: so i've been meaning need to talk about this for a while now but there was some pretty significant information that dropped yesterday in the Hunter Biden investigation in the house and I call it an investigation it's really just a political tactic this is about, again, as I said earlier in the show, this is the same process that they tried to use with Zelensky and Ukraine and, and trying to muscle him into Zelensky into in, at least pretending to investigate Burisma and Hunter Biden back in uh, 2020. And so they're repeating this again, but now they're using the House Republicans because we managed to... <laughs> I should say New York Democrats, managed to screw up the gerrymander in that state. That's one of the things. But uh, what happened was this guy testified in front of the House committee behind closed doors, and his name is Devin Archer, and he is a business associate of Hunter Biden, and he has now successfully shut down... The Republican investigation, or at least their goal of uh, tethering Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business activities, there is no connective tissue between what Hunter Biden was doing and what Joe Biden was doing. It's not like there was some sort of criminal conspiracy between these two to use Joe Biden's influence in order to enrich the Biden family. And this is one of this is their star witness, basically. This guy was supposed to say, oh, yes, there's all this linkage. They were in cahoots with each other. You know, Hunter Biden was going around saying, hey, you want access to my dad. You better give me a bunch of money and, and close this deal. And none of that is a thing now.
2: But here's what Americans see. Yeah. Here's a here's a this is an update on my phone from Google News. It's the BBC via Google News. And here's what it says. Biden on speakerphone in son's business calls, Congress hears. Hmm. That's, that's the impression America will come away with. So while uh, those of us who are sane uh, feel vindicated by this testimony of Hunter Biden's business associate, uh, the Republicans have accomplished what they set out to do, which was to implicate uh the president in in uh, a scandal that doesn't exist yeah uh and 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 to do so uh, without actually proving that it happened i mean uh, we got the proof we need to to see that it uh, there is no criminal activity here Mm -hmm. but the republicans still accomplished their mission
1: at least when it comes to people who are only casually observing this stuff they may come away with that impression but this is Again this is why we have uh what is it a year and or was it 16 months something like that in order to correct the record on all this of this. This is our right? hope. This
2: is our yeah. this is our job and this is what we hope to accomplish. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Exactly right. And and one of the things in all of this since they're alleging that Hunter Biden is influence peddling and that Joe Biden is self-dealing and taking advantage of his post going all the back all the way back to when he was vice president It's important to emphasize Donald Trump's much more vast and criminal uh, self-dealing and influence peddling Uh, while he was president of the United States. Right. In particular. I
2: I know. And and I'm not trying to throw water on this I'm just saying we know this and this is good this is important for history and and yeah. hopefully over time we can continue to get the truth out there but uh, I just I, I worry that uh, you know this doesn't really at least at the moment isn't moving the needle it's a it feels like a victory in the yeah. sense that that you know aha we were right they were wrong but uh, they they still did the implicating they wanted to do.
1: So one of the reasons I started uh, thinking about this particular investigation was that Joe Rogan had Jim Gaffigan on his show the other day, and and Gaffigan's promoting a thing. He has really no input in terms of where they put him. Amazon Prime is hosting uh, Gaffigan's latest stand-up special, and so they they put together all these press tours, and Gaffigan just goes. And Gaffigan, of course, goes back in the comedy circles with Joe Rogan and all those guys years and years and years and years ago, before Joe Rogan was the podcaster that he is today. And what I'm doing here is I'm exonerating Jim Gaffigan in all of this because I like Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan's a good liberal, and he has uh, certainly waved the flag when appropriate on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, Plus, he pushed back against Joe Rogan's allegation that Biden is corrupt on Joe Rogan's show. Gaffigan pushed back because Gaffigan is a good man. He mentioned Kushner's $2 billion from Mohammed bin Salman. Right. And then when I heard that, though, Mm. I was like, wow, there's that, but there's so many other examples that we could be talking about here. And mm-hmm. so I put together this thread and tagged okay. get both Gavigan and Joe Rogan on this. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I mean, I know Joe Rogan follows me on, on Twitter. Right. So this is Trump's self-dealing and influence peddling. And this is just what I could come up with off the top of my head. Trump benefited from his tax bill, his tax scam tax cut bill, between $593 million and $1.4 billion, estimates say. Kushner, Jared Kushner, got tax breaks for 13 different properties out of that tax bill. That's what you call self dealing. I'm going to sign this legislation because I personally benefit to the tune of upwards of $1.4 billion, and my dopey son in law is going to get tax breaks for 13 properties. That's corrupt. 200 special interests, businesses, foreign governments spent money at Trump properties while he was president. In 2018, China loaned $500 million to a Trump-linked project in Indonesia. In exchange, Trump cut a deal with President Xi, uh, loosening sanctions against the tech firm ZTE. While in the White House, Qatari-linked firm loaned Kushner $1 billion dollars. Also while in the White House, a Saudi-funded offshore firm gave Jared Kushner $90 million. As Gaffigan noted, Kushner got $2 billion from MBS after leaving the White House. Ivanka got three Chinese trademarks on the same day that Trump dined with President Xi. Ivanka received dozens more Chinese trademarks during Trump's term. And by the way, yeah, Trump publicly was attacking China during his presidency, right. but privately was doing business with President Xi and China. Right. Right. So uh, Trump withheld military aid to get Ukraine to help him win in 2024. That's like extreme influence peddling. I'm going to withhold military aid to you unless you investigate my political opponent as he's running for president against me. Trump Properties advertised access to Trump uh, to real estate buyers. So that's the kind of influence peddling they're, they're saying that Hunter Biden is engaged in. Trump influenced billions in loans to a Tennessee inaugural donor. Trump funneled more than $2.5 million in taxpayer money to his properties. 60-plus interests negotiating government deals gave the Trump organization $12 million. One company, AAR, held events at Trump Doral and other properties in 2018. AAR inked $1.35 billion in federal contracts. Trump International has offices in Shanghai, China The top Chinese state-owned bank rented an entire floor in Trump Tower at $2 million per month Plus there's Trump Tower Moscow In 2018, Trump Organization sold access to Don Jr. to ink $23 million That's the sales total for one day In Trump Tower India deals The Trump Foundation exploited kids with cancer and was dissolved after it was caught self-dealing. Paul Manafort used Trump connections to pay off Oleg Deripaska. And I stopped right there because I ran out of time. I had to go do something else. So I just said, I could do this all day, which is my way of saying, and so on and so on and so on.
2: Right, right. So there you go. That's
1: just a brief list off the top of my head.
2: We're not going to be able to fit all that into the history books. Uh, <laughs> That'll have to be a separate book. Uh, That's right. By itself. But it, it's it's shocking and appalling, and none of it's surprising to any of us. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, really something to hear it all together like that, something we don't normally uh, have an opportunity to do. Uh, and but it's, it's, the, just, it's, the,
1: it's the flood the zone strategy, Buzz. This is one of those things where they do it mm-hmm. so often that you can't right. keep track of all the things. Exactly. So the Biden thing is one thing, and it has Easy to do to with focus. his son – But at least it's one thing and people can keep track of one thing. That's the nefariousness of it in relation to all of Donald Trump's things. Yeah. People just can't follow the ongoing conga line of scandals.
2: What they they see is Biden on speakerphone in son's business calls, Congress hears. Yeah, exactly. That's what they see. But I mean, you
1: can add another one to the list that came out today. This headline from Mediaite: New fundraising reports reveal Trump PAC paid eye-popping amount to Melania's stylist right. for strategy consulting.
2: Yeah, and what I hear, and what I'm going to hear from a lot of my friends is how they all do that. They all do. Yeah, they, they, both sides do that. They all do that. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. show me now, then.
2: As, as, you, as you've just pointed out with your list there, your rather extensive list, there is no real comparison, but it's a it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a pissing match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is self-dealing. This is exactly what we're talking about oh, when we say self-dealing.
2: clearly it is. Clearly it is. Unlike anything. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like yeah. Uh, Donald Trump using the Trump Foundation to buy a life-size painting of himself.
2: And people will try to say uh, the Democrats do the same thing, but they do not. This yeah. is, this is uh, beyond the pale, as they say.
1: Right. Well, whenever someone says that, hmm. I say to myself... Well, they don't know what they're. They don't have any. They don't have any counterpoint to this. (laughs) They don't have anything to say about this, so they just go to oh, well, both sides do it. It's what you say when you have no argument,
2: right? (laughs) And it's a way. It's a way to uh, clear yourself of it. It's a way of uh, washing your hands of it.
1: So the suckers who contributed money to Save America PAC ended up paying one hundred eight thousand dollars for Hervé Pierre Brilliard, who is Melania Trump's personal stylist. So, and of course, they'll justify that. They'll say, "Well, you need to to, to look good in order to run for president, but not really, because Milani is not running for president." <laughs> so they' like what fine, rationalize all you want. You're she's still being, dumping your money down a fucking hole is what's she's happening. Being,
2: she's being, Milani is being paid as a strategy consultant. Yes, strategy consultant. right. Well, that Her strategy that's what they, is to stay as far away from him as possible.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, and finally. People have been warned not to go to Florida because of the rise in leprosy. Thank you, Florida. Yeah, thank you. Flor- Central Florida is now accounting for 81% of cases reported in Florida, almost one fifth of the cases reported across the United States. And that, once again, that's cases of leprosy, otherwise known as Hansen's disease.
2: Well, you know, I don't know much about that, but have you seen my left index finger? Because <laughs> I. <laughs> You know we don't need we don't need the animation of Bugs Bunny sawing off Florida anymore, and now it'll just break off by itself. I'm sorry. No, that's, it, it really shouldn't make those jokes. I know that horribly, horribly politically incorrect. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'd have to. I haven't read that as much as I suppose I should. Maybe yeah. it's because I didn't want to know. We've had. Uh, the, the uh, flesh eating bacteria. Oh yeah, here, I was gonna say you that. Know, yeah. You know that's So uh, maybe it has something to do with that. Uh, and and uh, the you know it's it, we've got a hot tub offshore here. Yeah. It's uh, the water temperature is 101.2 degrees. Uh, that's that's hot tub temperature. So yeah, unless uh, you dump a whole lot of chlorine in that, you're
1: gonna get bugs. <laughs> By the way, you know who's spreading the leprosy Who? to humans? Who? The armadillos. The armadillos are are sneezing on people because people keep these armadillos as pets in some places. Hello, Florida, man.
2: Well, uh, not so fast. There are folks in, eh, armadillos have worked their way north. You never used to see armadillos north of Texas. Now they're in Oklahoma and Kansas and Nebraska working their way up because the, the climate is changing and they're spreading across the country. Yeah. And uh, I, I know of some folks in Missouri who probably have armadillos as pets also. Yeah,
1: it's an invasion. It's a caravan of armadillos. Yeah,
2: don't, and they're armored, so you, you know there's no stopping.
1: <laughs> they're coming to take your jobs and your limbs at the and same left time. index yeah. finger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess be careful. I don't know. Don't kiss yeah, any I'm, armadillos. In I'll Florida. I tell you what. I'll,
2: I'll I'll read up on that and try to know more about uh, leprosy in Florida the next time we meet.
1: Yeah, 159 new cases were reported in the U.S. in 2020 alone. Well, I mean, it's not a lot, but no, it never.
2: No, it hasn't been. It hasn't been pervasive for yeah. a very long time. I, you know, used to be a Hawaiian island dedicated to that.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. In fact, I've been to the Painted Church where the uh, missionary who dealt with all the lepers in Hawaii used right. to have his congregation. It's a beautiful landmark if you ever get to the Big Island. Go see the Painted Church. The yeah, it's kind of amazing. Whether you're religious or not, doesn't matter. It's kind of an interesting uh, place to see as you're doing your Circle Island tour. All right. So,
2: uh, hey, what we've learned today is don't let your armadillo sneeze on you. <laughs>
1: That's right. And you, God damn it, you shouldn't be keeping armadillos as pets anyway. I know there's like a, uh, was it like a viral video going around of someone throwing a little toy ball to an armadillo and then it wraps its whole body around the toy ball and rolls (laughs) along the floor. Yeah, it's so adorable. But it's going to give you leprosy, maybe. Maybe. All right, uh, lots more to come on the Shadow Docket. We're going to say goodbye to the great Pee Wee Herman, plus uh, some uh, good news about Gen Z and their voting trends. And, uh, uh, yeah, a whole lot more. That's uh, patreon.com slash show. Sign up for $5 a month. And we'll see you there. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.